0: Good evening, everybody. It is September 30th, 2013, a Monday, as it generally is, when it's time for 10 dozen minutes of Jick and Mr. Skullhead with Jick and Mr. Skullhead featuring Jick and Mr. Skullhead with a supporting solo played on the harmonica by Jick and Mr. Skullhead. We're both playing the same harmonica.
1: It's really weird.
0: Yeah, he plays from the front and I play from the back. And I keep as getting to parts usual. that
1: are wet and I don't remember if they're wet from me or wet from you, and then I get uncomfortable about my sexuality.
0: Hmm. I would think by now you would be pretty comfortable with your sexuality.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, if uh, if uh, September instead of being named after whoever September is named after was named after the uh, 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 the famous Irish necromancer Seamus O'Dark, uh, today's date would be O'Dark thirty. Oh yes, it would. Is uh, is O'Dark an Irish name or a Scottish <laughs> name? I can... McLeod m- McLeod would be the Scottish McDark. Darkwing Dark? Scrooge McDark would be the Duckwing Dark. Duck Duckwing Duckwing McDark.
0: I have a problem.
1: Uh have you did you watch O Dark Thirty? I didn't watch O Dark Thirty.
0: Uh, no, I don't care. Oh is it Zero Dark Thirty? Yeah. Okay.
1: The the pilots would always would always use the phrase O Dark Thirty, and so that's that is to me the like slang term for way the fuck early in the morning.
0: I think that we should make uh, the lightest beer imaginable and package it in forty ounce containers and call it Zero Dark Forty. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like it's like it Coke Zero, like it
0: doesn't have any calories because it doesn't have any alcohol. Well, I was just thinking like the lightest color beer you could brew. Mm, okay. So there is zero dark in this forty. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Excellent. Yeah. Um. What, no, I mean like. I would be marginally interested in reading like two pages about how they captured Bin Laden and really uninterested in a movie that seems like it was mostly fictional.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, even if it was even if it was footage that was that was narrated with incredible levels of detail about it, I still kind of don't, you know. I want them on that wall, don't get me wrong, Mr. Skullhead. I I, I might sure. even go so far as to say I need them on that wall, but I just don't, you know, Army guys kill people so that I don't have to. And I'm okay
0: with that. <laughs> they hear about it so that you don't have to hear about yeah. it? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, hey, you know what I'm about to do?
1: I'm about to Are open, gonna... uh, I'm about to open uh, on an empty stomach. This is probably a terrible idea, but I'm about to open my second beer of the evening uh, using a, a custom-forged bottle opener that was made by our listener-slash-blacksmith, Pobblebonk, and sent to us.
0: Yeah, I need to find mine. It got. I know that it came back with me, and it got packed in the suitcase somewhere. Maybe I should finish unpacking my suitcase. Yours
1: has a skull on it, and mine has a sweet yeah. sword on it, and it is labeled "Sweet Sword." And then uh, I asked him. I don't remember if I showed. You weren't around. I don't think I showed. Uh, I showed hot stuff. The videos that he sent that he had done from uh, some demonstration. I don't know if it's like a Renfair thing or if if he's just you know. Like a hobbyist blacksmith who just made videos of him giving a blacksmithing demonstration, but it was pretty. Sure. It was like very much involved some hammers and some red hot metal. As you want them to, yeah. Sure. And the uh, the 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 bottle opener, the hole in the end of the bottle opener, you know that you use to actually open the bottle. Uh, that's apparently what that pointy part of an anvil is for. Oh, for like it's for making bottle openers, making a ring. Yeah.
0: It's just for kind of an O-ring. Putting whores horse in stuff. Whole. <laughs> so mine says on the back, good evening, everybody. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea for a little bit why it said that. Like, I was totally down with the thing. It's, it's an awesome object and a useful one. But uh, then it occurred to me that I probably say that at the beginning of every one of our podcasts. Yeah, has
1: nobody ever made the super cut of you saying it 500 times in a row?
0: No, I bet that would be really boring too, because there's no variation. It's like "Good evening, everybody."
1: You'd be surprised. It's it, for my at least. Hey, everybody! Uh, th- somebody did one of the last year's worth of Thursday shows, and there were a few. There were a few times when I made a joke instead of just <laughs> saying "Hey, everybody." Also, you know, I, my my voice was slurred to varying degrees as time went sure. by. As it is. Uh Man, I didn't hey, get I didn't get much done today because of all the fucking business. I had to be on the phone with insurance people. And uh apparently 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 Mr. Skullhead, I was supposed to have some kind of insurance on that condo. Yeah.
0: I you know, you got your you got your renters insurance and then you got your uh landlord's insurance, I assume. Well,
1: so my impression is that that all right, so I don't know, right? We The company just bought that condo. So there was never the like, all right, well, you are required by law to have homeowner's insurance, and we're going to pay for it out of the escrow, right? And so I thought, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I just asked somebody at, at some point. I was like, hey, does the condo association cover the insurance? And they were like, oh, yeah, they got insurance. But it turns out the insurance that they have doesn't include anything inside the walls. And why would it? <laughs> sure. I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? Because it's like it's not their deal if you buy that condo and then fill it with priceless works of art. Right? Uh-huh. If it burns down, I mean they don't they can't be required and and you're not gonna like split the cost between all of the condo owners of insuring the value of all of the condos owners' possessions. Right, you know. since that's a since that's a slider that each individual person can move. Arbitrarily on their own, I mean, I guess not arbitrarily. You can't just like decide you want to have a whole bunch of really valuable stuff. Anyway, I guess I was supposed to have some fucking insurance because the property management company won't touch it until I have insurance. But I do now. Yeah. Hooray! The company, uh, the company's condo is insured, and maybe someday someone will rent it and pay rent. Um, and that'll be great. I guess. I don't know. I was expecting... So I, I had all this shit to do. I've been, I've been in Phoenix for a month, and we're leaving tomorrow. And I had all this shit to do, and I was so I was so like pleasantly surprised that everything that I had to get done, I managed to get done in the first like week that I was here. But then I remembered that, like, oh, right, getting stuff done requires me to do something, and then for me to wait, like, five weeks for every other person involved in it to do whatever the fuck it is that they need to do. So every step of this was just like a lot of phone calls being returned and not returned. I keep uh I keep getting messages where people are like chuckling like but not chuckling in a good way, chuckling in a in a like condescending way about huh. about what my my outgoing message is and I don't even know what it sounds like. It's like I haven't touched that message in in I don't 7 or
0: 8 years. Probably. Yeah, and something like, "Hey, everybody, this is Zach. Uh, give me a call." Oh, no, wait. Leave a message if you want to get in touch with me. Okay. Kind of thing.
1: No, yeah, Well, that's not as embarrassing as I was af- as I was afraid it was going to be.
0: <clears throat> no, no, it's. I think it's fine. It's not as weird as what we used to do when we were kids. Yeah. There was once uh, when Roy and I uh, just screamed
1: in unison into the microphone of the of the answering machine.
0: It's a great Back idea. Back in the
1: answering machine days. I uh, I think I've told this story before, but it's probably been a while. I once, I had a little, uh, you know those 3D jigsaw puzzles that they make? Yeah. Cause yeah. 3D. I had one of those of R2-D2 that, the main reason I got it is because it included this little thing that went in R2-D2's foot that you would push the button and it would make some R2-D2 noises, like actual samples from the movie. And I went True. and I made an outgoing message that was like some R2-D2 noises. I'm like, what's that R2? Zach and Roy can't come to the phone right now because they went into Tachi Station to buy some power converters, and uh, then Roy said that that message, outgoing message, was too gay, and he didn't want it. Oh. And he didn't want it on the machine. So then I, then I, I left the one about how Yeah, Zach and Roy ain't here right now. They're out back dropping a tranny. He thought that one was okay.
0: Which would have got you in huge amounts of trouble now. Well, no,
1: because I was talking about a transmission, you know, not like we, our, our responsibility
0: oh, was to hold this.
1: Oh, I know. The, no, I know. I know, you know. My, my dad was the only person that ever acknowledged it. He was like, I didn't realize you guys knew anything about transmissions, but OK. Nah. And I'm like, oh, what? So even you, even you think we're gay, Dad? Dad didn't. One Dad that, didn't think we were gay, but he he, he understood why other people did, and would explain it to me sometimes. <laughs> sure,
0: which is valuable information for you. Sure, we had when we had like the four guys living together in college. I made one that was a fake like press one for was like to leave a message for grouchy Zach Physic. Please press one now, and you know for each guy. And every message would start with somebody pressing a number. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, why do they think that we would have that set up? I mean, besides the fact that it says it in the message, but sure, that's obviously sure. a chill. Like, how credulous are these people? An average level of credulousness? <laughs> right. How likely are they to believe something incredibly unimportant that is told to them when they're in a hurry?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, well, did anybody think
1: based on that message that Zach Physic was gay?
0: no nobody saw that one coming okay. except for everyone <laughs> ah boy he was sad that, this, that kid was sad when he came out to me and I just kind of shrugged and said well yeah I figured and apparently everybody had said that yeah when, and he was sad that nobody was surprised which I, I mean I guess if you're psyching yourself up for this thing and then it just kind of it, it's fine you're just like well you could at least like I don't know say, oh, my stars and garters or something.
1: I remember when a a friend of mine from grade school, and I I feel, I actually feel kind of bad about this now, but it was because it was in like email or something that he came out to me and I was like, so remember that time when, you know, like when we were in high school and I was like, dude, are you gay? Because it kind of seems like you're gay. And he was like, no. I was like, why did you lie to me? Like, did I seem like the kind of guy that wouldn't be okay with you being gay? Because like, it was pretty clear that you were gay. And I was just curious. At the time. No. I mean, not like, not like curious, yeah, you know, yeah, not you like curious, but like, you know, you know, like, like intellectually curious. Um, right. And he never, like, I think that's the last time I spoke to that guy. And I think that's probably one of those things where, like, it's not like he was upset by what I said and just never spoke to me again. I mean, I think it's just like he fucking is like a botanist who lives in St. Louis and is busy, like, living his life and didn't email me back because whatever, like, people don't think the internet is real. But uh, then I felt kind of bad because it was like, well... If I had been gay in that environment, there is no fucking way that I ever would have told anyone. And it would have been really frustrating because I feel like even if I had, even if I had thought that like revealing it to somebody who was also gay that maybe I wanted to get a blowjob from, I, it wouldn't have been worth it. It wouldn't have been worth the risk just yeah. because of how backwards the, the social environment was. And you know, so then, like lo- lo- looking back on it, I feel, I feel like, no, if, like of course he didn't tell me. It doesn't mean that he didn't trust me. It meant that the world was a thing that made it so he couldn't trust anybody until he like left there and went to a city, you know.
0: Yeah, you kind of made his coming out about you. Man. I did. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that is the human condition, though.
2: And then there was that or other. Make... There
1: was that other friend of mine that came out, and then I was like, yeah, well, like. We had both moved from Prescott to Phoenix, and I was like, yeah, come come out with us some some night. And he was like, oh, I don't go to straight bars. And he spelled it S-T-R-8. I was like, all right, I'm never going to talk to you again. (laughs) Like, that's... (laughs) Gay or straight, if you're
0: using that kind of text speak. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, anyway. Answering machines, remember those. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Good times. So, we got... The, the condo is, like, clean and insured. Yeah, it's insured as of tomorrow morning, I guess. Nice. So, uh, if you're going to burn down our condo, please do it after, after tomorrow, tomorrow morning. tomorrow morning, yeah. I mean, this probably won't get posted until then, so... Yeah. And give us some time to fill it up with gold doubloons that will then melt in a fire. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So Is that what happened? Um,
1: yeah, so then... So, this is... Like... I guess, I guess that there are, like, you, you have to take into account everything that might happen if you are unwilling to take any risks about anything. Because I was like, Mm -hmm. well, we don't need it, like, we don't really need it to be insured for the property management companies, from the property management company's perspective until they've actually, like, found somebody to rent it, right? But then it was like, well, no, what if they're showing it to somebody and they trip, and break their neck and sue you.
2: I'm like, yeah. oh right,
1: that is a th- fucking thing that could happen, and that really sucks. Yeah, you know, it, this just sort of re- like every once in a while, people are people are really surprised that like the servers aren't insured. And my take on that is like, a almost anything that goes wrong with the servers means that they would just have to be replaced, right? And that's a, you know and it's also not something that would be covered by insurance right like you're not going to insure a, a hard drive against failure because hard drives are like failure machines right i mean that's sort of like insuring a sprinkler against wet um, eh. and if something catastrophic happened to the data center we'd be fucked whether we had insurance or not and also i like the company could just afford to get new servers, right like these are things that just keep getting cheaper over time, and if we had to, we could just lay out the cash to 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 get things running again so like why would i why would I pay for insurance for that? You know, but then it's like well, hot stuff, like he has insurance on all of his photography equipment that he maintains right, and it's like like what's gonna happen? In the closet and I mean I guess it's like I guess this is just like the naive viewpoint that you know separates the men from the boys and puts me firmly in the boys camp you know it's across the lake I, I swim over there sometimes at night uh, but uh yeah man fucking insurance
0: I know like you're you're kind of opposed to insurance I, as a general rule well I mean I don't know, I, you know, I don't know that I'm, like, I
1: guess I get, I get why you have to have car insurance, right, because not everybody would be good for it if they did something that hurt somebody. I mean, there is a part of me that, like, if I got hit by a car and broke my leg, it would never occur to me that anyone else should be on the hook to pay for that, Right. which I guess is fucked up. You know, I mean, I like that's a wrong way of looking at things, in an effort to like not, you know, I like I sort of have this compulsion to not take more than my share, and like n- expecting somebody else to shore me up against a misfortune feels like taking more than my share, and so I'm like, I don't know, you know. you know, I mean, it's like drawing unemployment, like I just wouldn't do it.
0: Uh, except insurance is the other way around, where you're you are more likely than not to just pay these people a monthly payment every month and never use it.
1: Well, sure. Because if that wasn't, if that wasn't the case, it wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. But I mean then, you know, and then it's like you get, you lose a car because the person that hits you doesn't have insurance. And that yeah. seems fucked up. But I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like you didn't have the kind of insurance on your car that would have made it. So they just handed you a new car because that kind of insurance is really expensive.
0: Yeah, let's see, what happened with that car? I mean, I thought well, I thought me, you were
1: required like there is some requirement to carry insurance for uninsured or underinsured motorist, which I think is there you know, for That four is more cases of a medical like yours. Yeah, but it's on like yeah. It's not like a so convenience, it wasn't for the it's actual not like a convenience property. thing, right? It's like that's like a that's like a life and yeah, death. Like, this is going to ruin me unless I sue
0: somebody. Yeah, like my insurance paid out the current value of that car minus my deductible which just about covered can like completing the payoff of the car mm-hmm. and if i'd had the deductible from the like the person who hit me should have had to pay my deductible and use their insurance but the per- i ended up having to pay that $1000 deductible as my car payment for like 3 more months. So I mean that that actually just, just happened on because you had that a, doesn't exist because you had a
1: shitty car loan, right? Like because you, you yeah owed, I was upside down owed in the car and the car was worth ah eh, okay.
0: I mean and that's well, like a, I had I started out owing way more than the car was worth and by the time that accident happened I was I owed exactly what it was worth and then I you know they paid that less a thousand dollars right. Yeah. I don't know my insurance company kicked some ass though um, when we got into the accident. On the freeway with Ollie a couple of years ago the driver was a 16 year old 17 year old who had a permit and his the guy in the passenger seat was driving on a suspended license so he'd like it was illegal for him to be driving but that didn't really help me except that the police immediately believed my story over his oh, good and my story was true I'm not saying but yeah, it, it was told a, by a white guy of course it was true he was a white oh, guy okay. too but the uh so he was supposed to have paid my deductible but didn't have $500 and was a I think he had just turned 18 actually so his parents weren't on the hook for it. And so just like a month ago the insurance company sent me a check for the $500. They had gone after that kid for 2 years until they had gotten him to pony up the <laughs> the money and sent me a check. I'm like awesome. You know like that kid probably needed that $500 more than I did but fuck that yeah, kid. Yeah,
1: I mean what that kid
0: yeah, what I, that kid he,
1: needs is the same thing as everybody needs which is a just society. So the
0: yeah. swift kick in the ass. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean no better time than when you're 20 to learn that your actions have consequences. Right. That a moment of inattention is all it takes.
0: Alright, a moment of being in a car with your dumbass friend and changing lanes into a like guy in his mid thirties with a kid in the back seat. Like you don't get a lot of of sympathy from the cops. Did you give him a talking to? I didn't I didn't trust myself to come near him. Yeah, good. So when when we parked our cars and were waiting for the police, I just stayed with my car. Hmm. Because I was a little angry. I so I found, th- the only time that I
1: ever was in an accident that was somebody else's fault, um, it was when that, that guy, know, he's probably like a 25-year-old guy, uh, rear-ended me at, like, I stopped. And he told me, like, I totally understood where he was coming from, because I stopped at a place where they had very recently put in a no right turn on red sign. Mm. And I was like, eh, God damn it, there's a bunch of traffic, I can't just ignore this, because I don't want to get a ticket. And he just, like, plowed into the back of me, and he was like, you know, we pulled over, and he was like, I thought you were going to go. I was like, I know it was illegal for you to go, but I thought you were going to do it. And I was like, yeah. I yeah. But I, And I felt like I needed to try to not seem like I was pissed off at the dude because it's like, you know, this is like not a big deal. It's just a fender bender. Like, your insurance company is going to pay for this. It's going to be more expensive for you. Like, you don't need to get yelled at by some dude that's 10 years older than you for no good reason. Like, but I But I couldn't. Like, I feel like he would have reacted the same way whether I had been really mad or not. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, what have you been
0: up to? Oh, you know. I don't know, man. Like, we went to the Renaissance Festival again Jesus on Christ, Sunday. Jesus Christ, man. Or Saturday. Saturday? I, Saturday. Uh, Twice a year. Okay. Because everyone we know is there. Okay, okay. And if we want to see our friends, we have to go there. Okay, if you say so. And there's there's mead and fire. Mead is
1: gross, and fire is dangerous.
0: Oh, mead is great. Mead is not great. See, the thing is, you think that I'm exaggerating or joking when I say almost everyone we know is out there working, but if we were just to stay in and try and find a friend who would come hang out with us on the weekend who's not at Fest... Our pool to draw from would be, I think, two couples. Hmm. And you don't want to burn out your only two couples for six weeks, so you go to the fucking rin Fair. It's also fun. Is that a thing... And we get in for free. Is that a thing
1: people do on the weekend? They try to find other people to spend time with? Some
0: people do. Huh. People with friends. Yeah, I guess that
1: explains why my girlfriend is always way busier than I am on the weekends. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, like, it wasn't a... A spectacular you know like i was gonna say before you were all meh, meh, that, that does that does sound like me <laughs> that is so your mannerism <laughs> <laughs> that uh it, there's not really anything to report it was the rent fair and we went and had a lovely day did ollie talk to the fairy lady
1: well not talk he did to talk to her. the I mean, fairy lady talk right
0: nope uh we bought one of her books uh one of her little photo books so that we can always think about her, even when we're not. Are you there. afraid
1: that one of these years she is going to trigger a very bizarre sexual awakening in him?
0: I don't know. She's triggered a bizarre sexual awakening in me. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm straight. Apparently, are you
1: making? Uh, are you making your wife
0: cover herself with leaves and shit? <laughs> she has to wear wings, and instead of moaning with pleasure, she can uh, only play on a little flute. <laughs> It's like a like some sort of a xylophone off to the side of the bed, with the, <laughs> the
1: vibrations play random xylophone notes. Hmm. Um, so, if you were to pick one fictional character that you would choose to be the fictional character that prompts the sexual awakening of your son, uh, what do you think? What do you reckon?
0: Hmm. Twilight Sparkle. No. I don't know. Mine was probably either Jennifer Connelly in Labyrinth or uh, Mia Sarah in Legend. I think either of those would be fine.
1: I barely remember the girl from Legend. She was sort of central to it, right? But yeah. But 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 well, she wasn't like she was sort of the least
0: interesting thing. Like she was just the normal person cuz she's the like she's the embodiment of innocence, so she is boring. Until she goes dark and has the, like, plunging neckline dress on and has the black lipstick and shit. Now, see, that seems like the
1: kind of thing that would have been right up my alley. I don't know where that whole goth thing came from deep in my psyche. Maybe it was that.
0: Do you have, like, a frontal love of goth girls? Um, you know, his is different because he...
1: I feel like he will get excited... Where, like, my ideal goth girl is a much more just a dark version of traditional attractiveness, whereas his huh. is like the more fucked up facial piercings and segments of her head that are shaved, the and tattoos the better. I see. Um, which is not that's you know I don't know that's not a, that's not a thing. I don't mind I don't mind some tattoos, but like that's sort of like a vacation and not a not a place I want to live you know I'm talking about like a lot of tattoos or or like a lot of weird piercings or whatever what I'm saying is that I will fuck a girl with a lot of tattoos but I will not date for long term a girl with a lot of
0: tattoos (laughs) what if she starts out with uh, no tattoos and then gets more and more the more that you hang out with her
2: Uh, I mean that
0: wouldn't be the reason that you broke up with her you would break up with her because she got too old (laughs)
1: that's probably true Um, no, I don't know. You know, I think that I, I have actually never, maybe, you know, maybe it's because of my, because of my, um, my voiced or, or, or in my mind concealed, but obviously not concealed, uh, (laughs) suggestion that maybe you don't want to get a bunch of tattoos if you want to keep dating (laughs) me, but, uh, I don't think I've ever dated a girl that has, has gotten a tattoo while I was dating her.
2: Hmm.
1: I'm trying to think if I've ever dated for long term a girl. I guess my ex-wife didn't have any tattoos. That seems weird. She seems like kind no, of her, she seems like kind of person to have some stupid tattoos. No, she didn't have any tattoos. She had not a single no. one.
2: Well, but she's the only one
1: I can think of. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of just like sort of small, one on the small of the back or one on the ankle or whatever.
0: Yeah, no tramp stamps
1: trying to think if I ever dated a girl with a tramp stamp. I don't
0: think so. Hmm. I don't think I like the term tramp stamp. Yeah, I don't.
1: I mean, what do you... It, like, it, it... There needs to be a word for that. I guess, you know, a tattoo on the small of her back. But that's right. too cumbersome, which is why a slang term arose, but...
0: I like the, the German, which, is, which translates to ass antlers. Ass
1: antlers. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Specifically for the tribal kind.
1: I don't know where the, I don't know where the goth
0: girl thing came from. Like,
1: I, I can kind of relate to the people who are like, oh, Princess Leia is sexy, you know, in, in Return of the Jedi. But I think I was a little too young for that mm. to have really registered with me.
0: You should uh, you should watch Legend again and see. Oh, maybe I should if see if I get it. a boner at a yeah. specific moment. I'm
1: afraid that it will be when Tom Cruise makes the cups on his fingers.
0: Probably. What do they
1: drink out of those cups? Some sort of jungle
0: wine, fairy juice. I don't know. Maybe it'll be you know like a, a jasmine or a, an aerial that gives him his awakening. Yeah, you think? Because I also remember, like, being very aware when Ariel is turned human that she's not wearing any clothes. Mm-hmm. I am also kind of a perv and have been forever. Yeah. So there's that.
1: I, uh, you know, you know a Jasmine is okay. That 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 com- combination of complexion and hair, it's all mm.
0: right.
1: The uh, uh, death in the Sandman comics. For my money. Well, she's she's just adorable, and I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't, but but uh, but not like fucked up, right? Like a goth a goth girl that's not like all fucked up looking.
0: Yeah, and like, and she's cheery, you know, like a chipper goth. I can go for yeah, like a Hallie. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: It was good to see them. Hadn't seen them in a while, maybe not since their wedding. Unless
0: I'm unless I'm misremembering and insulting everybody. (laughs) they <laughs> like well you know that your wife is or, sorry your girlfriend is hanging out with them every weekend mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah so that that was what that was my
1: day was insurance and your weekend was uh your weekend was ren fair i don't know which i'm more <laughs> bored
0: by mr skullhead oh my it was like half ren fair and half uh yard work so we're living the high i moved life. the yard at the office on saturday it needed mode. It Did it needed mode? And you heart needs mode. I said, and uh, I keep bringing that out up uh, not to like make fun of you, but to make sure that that stays in the yeah, no, exactly. Because I, I think it's useful. I don't. You know, this is
1: I. <laughs> my girlfriend gets gets sad a little bit when I when I bring up or when I mention, and so I've just stopped doing it because you know I I like her and I don't want to upset her, but she has this weird speech construct that. Uh, I have seen I've started noticing it in a few other places. I think it is like a weird sort of like northeastern thing, but when I am done my homework or are you done your beer oh yeah yeah, like leaving out the width and then and then you know when we've when we've discussed it, she was like there is a there is a like there is an an, an implied difference between are you finished with your beer and are you done with your beer like Done with your beer means you drank it all. Finished with your beer means fuck this beer. I'm throwing it away. There could still be beer left yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, but neither beer. of them requires the with in there. In the same way that, Yeah,
0: like, have you finished your beer? Yeah,
1: have you, fi- yeah. have you finished your beer? Are you finished your beer? And it's a, the, the reason that I am fascinated by it is because it is another thing like my The Yard Needs mode, which is like, why is it that in some cases you're allowed to elide those those helper words... And in some cases, you're not. That's weird. Right. I'm not the weird one. Language is the weird one in this relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all know yeah. that. The, uh I've actually picked up the. Can I? Can you borrow me? Uh, something, oh yeah, which comes? That's comes from that, here. Yeah,
1: that's a weird. I think that that's a
0: like one of those things that pretty evenly splits the map area-wise, right? Yeah. But I just, for some reason, like it better than "Hey, can I borrow or may I borrow your pencil?" It's just like, "Can you borrow me a pencil?" Like
1: it. it right, but I mean, I, I mean, I would argue that, that it's more about you. I would argue that our version of that is is, "Could you lend me that that pencil?" Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, which.
0: I mean, that one I go with eagerly. The one that I'm still re- resisting, and it it is like knives under my skin is when somebody says god i have so many bug bites i need to itch my uh, leg yeah yeah it's like no you fucking don't you need to scratch your leg because it itches yeah that's i mean god and you know there is not a
1: lot of distance between that and the lie lay thing which you do that i i think is like if anybody else did it i would think that it was kind of tiresome you know and i get it i get that you're right um but I only I only point that
0: out when you ask. Yeah, yeah, or when, yeah. it's no, in, absolutely. when it's in King. But I know text. it
1: bothers you, right? And I mean it's a you know, this is like but people are gonna get a people are gonna get a helping if you're not fucking capitalizing the first letter of a sentence that somebody is saying in a quoted yeah. phrase tonight. But uh, But yeah, I mean that yeah, that itch thing kinda bothers me too, although I've gotten to the point where I'm never gonna correct anybody about anything. If it's yeah. somebody that I'm like close with, I will I will discuss it, and th- and see that's the problem, right? Like I think that Emily is so used to people being mean about stuff like that, or just n- nerds being douchey about stuff like that, that like right. when I approach it from like a genuine like, like a curiosity, like this is an interesting thing to discuss, she feels like I am, you know, catching her or or making fun of her when I'm totally not. Yeah, and I, you know, I so many years of discuss, discussing the just weird speech patterns that I retained from my hillbilly upbringing has kind of inured me to that sort of thing. Like if somebody was like, "You're saying this wrong," I'd be like, "Fuck you,"
0: <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, with your book learning. Yeah, yeah but the only person that I've really corrected on that is my wife because if I were doing something that was so annoying to her that it made her think with foreboding upon spending another year of her life with uh-huh. me I would want her to tell me right. and that, that seriously is just like I can't I can't be around somebody who's gonna be saying that shit and I really like you otherwise in just about every way something that used to really drive me nuts uh. that I don't I don't know that I would bother correcting somebody
1: now but not understanding the contextual difference between bring and take hmm Um, interesting and I can't it's hard for me like it is so hard for me to wrap my head around not understanding the nuance of those two words that I have a hard time coming up with an example of it being used wrong you bring something to where you you are you take something to somewhere else
2: uh,
1: but it's there are there are common ways in which that's
0: misused yeah yeah that one, that was another one. Like, I like to think that I'm somebody who is very conscientious about that stuff, but that is one that I I wouldn't bother with.
1: Yeah, and I mean lay and lie is one that I don't bother with, right? Like it's and right. I and I because I can never. That's the problem, right? They're they're not. It's like flammable and inflammable, or nonplussed, right? Like because it so readily fills in for its opposite. It is just not uh-huh. an evolutionarily sound word. Like it is this is the process of that word being removed from the language because yeah. it's not fit to stick around. You know? And it's it's hard though, right? Because you want I remember I was looking through uh I, like we're going to we're going to LA for Indiecade tomorrow, and so I was trying to uh I was trying to get in touch with uh, the guy from the Overthinking a podcast to see if he wanted to get a beer. And so I was reading through our email history, trying to figure out how to get a hold of him. And I'm like, oh, I could email him. Um, but we had had this conversation about like there was one episode of the Overthinking a podcast where they talked about kind of like dictionary prescriptivists and like basically the, the thing is like you don't want to be a dick about this, but you want someone to be a dick about it. Right. You mm-hmm. want. You want there to be, like, acknowledgement, at least among the people who care about language, that these things are, by some definition of wrong, wrong as usage, right? Right. But you don't want to be, you don't want to, like, just stomp your feet and insist that language doesn't change, but you want, like, I want you to recognize when you are doing something that represents a change in the language, right? Right? You know, with, like, nonplussed, I mean, my take is I'm just not going to use it. Right? Whatever. Un, I'm just always going to say dumbstruck instead of nonplussed because right. that is what nonplussed actually means. And I'm going to say unfazed instead of using the incorrect sense of nonplussed. Um, mm.
0: Because that, you know, in particular is just like a button for some people. But like. And I'm going to spell it wrong because I always forget that it's F A Z E when you're talking about being phased mm. versus like something phasing through matter. Oh,
1: right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's, it's pretty clear that you can't seriously think about linguistics and be a prescriptivist, right? And nevertheless, <laughs> like I want there to be prescriptivists. I want there to be people who, and you know, the whole not ending a sentence with a preposition and not splitting infinitives, like that that kind of like just dogmatic, like, well, it was good enough for the Greeks, it's required of us, is Mm. ridiculous. But, you know, spelling is not how you feel about something. There is an established way to spell stuff. And if, over the course of a 100 years, the established spelling changes because more people misspell it than spell it correctly, then that's a thing, and I'll acknowledge that that's a thing, but I want there to be a record of that having been a thing. You know? Right. Language rules. Yeah.
0: And language rules rule. Yeah, they do. Not as hard as the cider house rules, though. Yep. Now, you know where I'm going
1: after this recording is the Outback Steakhouse, where there are no rules, just right. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, is it ju- just right? Yeah. Crikey! Oh. Have a kookaburra bullabong, bullabong. That's not even. It's oh, not even thing. a fake
0: thing. That was one of the more hilarious things you've done in my presence, is when we were at the that water park that just randomly <laughs> yeah. had somebody saying Australian things the you whole know. time. <clears throat> And as we got more and more tired, it was more and more funny. He just just kept saying, have a bonza billabong. (laughs) That's just me and Pantsless spent like an hour in
1: the lazy (laughs) river just like enthusiastically saying pairs of Australian words. Uh, That was a lot of fun. And no other water park that I've ever seen has looked like it was anything like that, where mostly it was slides where you just get in a fucking tube and go down them. As opposed to, right. like, oh, this is just a machine for spraying a bunch of water into your sinuses and making you puke. Yeah. Oh, also, we're gonna so lo- we're a- gonna take away your glasses just for uh, just for fun. Little added bonus.
0: We should get you some prescription water goggles.
1: <clears throat> I watched. I made. Uh, I made Emily come home between classes instead of going to work today. Even though you know, theoretically, her working. Doing merch and stuff benefits me. Um, I made her come home because we needed to watch the last episode of Breaking Bad because I couldn't go on the internet until I had seen it because sure. I wanted to avoid
0: spoilers. Did you I enjoy did. it? Should I should I watch the series now that it's complete? Um, I will. I will probably. Yeah, enjoy I it. think
1: you would. So it's.
0: I like things that are good. The,
1: it is. Mm-hmm. It is good, but it is. It is dark in a way that I don't know... Like, it's it's hard to broadly recommend the series, because it doesn't start out as dark as it gets. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's very... In my mind, it's very honest about, like, all right, well, so... I mean, you know the basic premise, right? It's like, ah, chemistry, chemistry yeah. teacher finds out he has cancer, so he decides to start making crystal meth. And at first, it's pretty funny, right? Because it's like, oh, look at him. He's not a drug dealer. This is bumbling weirdo. But it just... It really... It really is the story of what might happen if somebody made all of the terrible decisions that all of the characters make you know it doesn't it doesn't pull a lot of like deus ex machina happy ending crap and so it's hard it's hard I think to broadly recommend it Um, so I know like like Roy and and hot stuff they don't they don't think of Reservoir Dogs as being nearly as good a movie as I think of it as being because they were really put off by the,
0: by the Michael Madsen ear cutting scene. Oh, well, I was horrified by that scene, but I still think that's an amazing movie. Yeah. Like I, I'm okay with you know, like I I do a horror movie podcast yeah. once a week. That's yeah, I'm fine. That's with that's funny, right? Right? I mean, it's hardly some of it. Some of it is like that is a. There is definitely a divide in the genre. Yeah. I mean some of them are Ernest Lee Grizzly. Yeah, like the difference between is it, Fuck yeah, that dude got hit by a car and oh fuck that guy got hit by isn't a car. Is it Ernest Lee Grizzly, that guy that always plays the drill sergeant? <laughs> yep. Uh, when he's not going to camp. Really bothers me when Ernest goes to camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep getting up on old jokes of yours that I like. <laughs> um,
1: so, ah, oh man, remember, were you around in in dev today when we were talking? I don't remember where I learned this because I could have sworn that Riff told me it. But uh, the 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 same guy that made the Mouse comic book is the guy that made Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. Learn that. Did you already know that?
0: No, I just you learned, learned to say, it today. Okay. Who the yeah.
1: fuck was I talking to? Like, I only have like four friends. <laughs> like, I don't understand where I learned this. <laughs> if it wasn't from any of the people that are my four friends, um. So yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. He also, uh, I forget, I forget the name of this, but it was something like the. You know, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Wikipedia Art Spiegelman right now. Art Spiegelman. I'm gonna rely on this autocorrect to teach me that I don't know how to spell Art Spiegelman. He was committed for a while as a result of excessive LSD use to a place called the New York State Inebriate Asylum. Yes. Um, Later known as Binghamton State Hospital. was The first institution designed and constructed to treat alcoholism as a mental disorder. Seems weird that you put somebody there for doing a lot of acid. But Hmm. this looks like full on like gothic horror fucking asylum like it, it looks like a it looks like a, like a, a sort of a, a palace it was built in the 1800s made of stone you know what you don't get a lot of nowadays a fucking like asylum like when's the last time yeah. you saw something that took place in an just asylum probably, probably for the you best think? I mean what do you it's like well, either they, that or they just wander around you know shitting on the sidewalk right you'd be yeah. in an asylum Do you think it would be worse? Like, if you were a crazy guy that heard voices and you just went around sort of muttering and trying to scrape the spiders out of your eyes, do you think that taking away your freedom and basically putting you in like a prison where they fed you and kept you out of the elements and kept other people from hurting you would be a net loss of quality of life? It's hard, right? Because who's going to be the one that makes that decision?
0: Yeah, because the tricky thing is, if it's not somebody who needs to be to be locked up, then, yeah, it's no good. I mean,
1: that's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of people... I mean, well, so... It, it, it's weird, because I feel like the left... The left says you can't hold somebody against their will, so all of these things have to be voluntary. The right doesn't say, lock them up. The right says, fuck him. Why are we wasting tax money on crazy people? <laughs>
0: right? So there's no... Yeah, it's more just it, if they can't, you know, they or their watchers can't afford treatment for them, then, yeah, turn them out in the street. We I mean, that's kind of what they did during the Reagan era, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, although the more I learn about that, it seems like that was really only in California. And I don't know if other, other states just... Because it was not... It was when Reagan was the governor of California, not when he was the president, that Mm. all that happened. Um, And I don't know what I don't know to what extent that kind of infrastructure existed in other places and to what extent it stopped existing. I mean, you hear about, you know, Emily always talks about like some asylum that was shut down in the 80s and just abandoned as like where people would go to, you know, smoke pot and like fuck on a dirty mattress or whatever.
2: Like yeah, you you know, it's, it's when weird. you when you're a teen. Yeah, you know, When
0: you're a teen in a horror movie, at least. Um, mm-hmm. That those are usually the fun kind yeah, of horror yeah. movies.
1: But yeah, I mean, that, just that whole '60s thing. Like, it just doesn't seem to. There doesn't seem to be. Uh, where is our nurse, Ratched? That's what I want to know. Why can't I have my cigarettes? I'm a grown ass man. Well, you qu- you
0: quit smoking a long time ago because it was yeah, a good that's idea. That's
1: true. Okay, fine. Well. I'm
0: still mad about something. Right. This is America. You don't really have to be mad at something particular.
1: There was some sort of a game jam that was proposed that was like a horror. uh, You were supposed to make a horror game about mental illness that didn't rely on any uh, uh, stereotypical mental illness tropes. Maybe which I thought mm. was kind of interesting, like you know game jam project as political statement is sort of interesting just fundamentally, and sure. uh, what do you do there like what counts as what counts as stereotypically crazy? you know I mean, you know say yeah, schizophrenic people hear voices, but they totally do
0: um, well, I mean there are stereotypes and then there are just things that are descriptive. Right.
1: It's weird. Did you see that thing about, uh, like, m- the, the, the certain certain kind of, of schizophrenics, their, their delusions are starting to become more and more about, like, being on television, like, believing that they are being filmed for other people's entertainment, that there mm. are cameras everywhere, rather than, like, you know, believing that there are demons or that, the, that there are FBI spooks after them or
0: whatever? So, in like a Truman Show way or like a No, like Kardashian a Truman way? Show way. Oh, well, like, that's kind of fun. Well, sure, yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's better. You could believe that,
1: right? Because, I mean, you watch TV and it's like, well, these people aren't any less fucked up than I am. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, what the swamp crabs or whatever? Crab duck dynasty? Crab duck. Crab duck. It was just a reality show about a Chinese restaurant. I'm losing touch with popular culture, Mr. Skullhead. It's, hmm. the, it's the kiss of death for somebody in a job like ours. I don't know what to do. I can't start fucking. I'm keeping watching my television.
0: foot in. I'll let you know when there are things. Mm. Breaking Bad. Breaking we Bad. We uh,
1: I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it without getting anything spoiled. Although you know, nothing that happened would have been ruined for me if it had been spoiled. I don't think.
0: Yeah. So. We just started watching Orange is the New Black,
1: and that was pretty damn good. Yeah, Emily has been watching that, and I caught, like, an episode or two, but I didn't... I wasn't willing to, like... It's weird, man. I don't know if you get this. I think you just spend a lot more time with your wife than I ever spend with anybody. I mean, I guess anybody other than hot stuff. Um but we're always but we're always I'm so glad that, <laughs> yeah, no, you, didn't, so glad that you, you didn't you didn't have to make that this. joke. But I mean, you know, we're always working, right? Like the one time I tried to like watch a show with hot stuff, we watched 3 episodes and then he was like, "I would keep watching this for another 6 hours." And I was like, "No fucking way, man. I got to go play some video games or something." And we just never watched the rest of it. So it's not it's not huh. that kind of spending that amount of time together, you know? But sure. I so so like with the whole like relationship and watching things, it's it's very rare that I am willing to like, and it's not even like picking a battle, right? But it's it's very rare that I am willing to say, I want to watch this, and I have I can conclude based on how I feel about it that I will find the time to watch it. So I would like for you to not watch this without me, right? right. It took it took three years for me, or took nah, eh, not three years. It took like two years for me and my ex wife to watch Buffy, because of yeah. that, right? Because it's like. Well, it took him seven it years suddenly, to it. Suddenly, both of you have to be in the mood to watch something before any of it gets watched. And, you know, so we're yeah. doing that now with, like, Portlandia. But I think that's because neither of us really cares that much about Portlandia. You know?
0: And I don't think it's got, like... It doesn't have the
1: cliffhanger thing. Like, it's not, it's not like a through... You don't have thru- to pay a whole lot yeah, of attention it's not like to a, it. There's not, like, a through line that you really want to know what happened. But we, did, but we definitely did it with Breaking Bad because we were both just, like, super into it. And, like, you know, I was surprised... They, iTunes sold a season pass for season five of Breaking Bad and they split season five across two seasons, like across two time periods, right? But there were like eight episodes and then, you know, a six month break and then eight more episodes. And iTunes claimed that the season pass didn't cover the second one, right? So it was like season one, two, three, four, five, and then the final season, which they charged another like 25 bucks for or whatever. Because I think they knew everyone would buy it because everyone did but then there were rumblings of a class action lawsuit and then I just got an email that was like hey sorry if our naming of these seasons caused any confusion here's a gift, a gift code for the amount that you paid for this uh, to spend on other stuff I like wow they must have like they must have gotten paranoid that that class action lawsuit was actually going to be a thing because I mean I thought it was kind of shitty but I also thought it was a pretty good example of a market at work you know?
0: That's what uh, Amazon did with the last season of Doctor Who. Hmm. Where they're like, pay $15 and you'll get the whole season. Which they're usually...
2: <clears throat>
0: 18 episodes, I think. And so that seemed like a great deal. And then it was only nine of them. And then you had to buy the, the next season. Hmm. I mean... What can you do? But uh, yeah, Orange is the New Black is neat. <clears throat> it's did you, did you ever watch any Weeds? Yeah, I watched the first... Um, Like, when I was in New York, I watched
1: all of what was available on Netflix at the time, which was, like, seasons one and two, and then my mom got me seasons three and four, I think, on DVD, but I was like, it had been so long that I felt like I needed to watch the first two seasons again, and then I just never
0: did. I think Weeds has three good seasons and three kind of unimpressive ones. Did it end, or is it still ongoing? I think it just Hmm. ended, but, like... After the third season, maybe they burned down the suburb, and she left the suburb with her family, and then it just it became a really different and not as engrossing mm-hmm. show. But Orange is the New Black is the same woman who did Weeds, and it has the same spark to it. Yeah, it seemed. I mean, I, I
1: liked I liked what I heard or what I saw of it, and it's got some Jason Biggs, That's right? Yeah, it's got some. It's got some uh, sort of medium core girl-on-girl action. Right. Although that seems to be kind of thin on the ground.
0: Yeah, I think that there was a lot of that at least hinted at in the first episode, mm-hmm. so that everybody's boyfriend would keep watching it. Huh. Is it not... Like do, this, I mean, does it... This is only about women, I brought, I brought it so. up mostly to be funny, because I mean, it seemed like... It, <laughs> no, there, there is a little bit of lesbianity in it Yeah, yeah, episode. but I mean
1: it, like, it...
0: A soup song. is that
1: really a thing like because i from what I've seen of it, I'm like, oh, this is a good show. I would totally watch this, right The only reason that I'm not watching it is because she got ahead of me on watching it because I didn't want to like I didn't want to like limit her to only watching as much of it as i had I had the time and desire for it at any given time right right is that I mean is society not, would would, be is there something about society that would make it so men are not interested in that show if there is not the promise of titillation I was, who the f fu- I don't even know if I would be actually now that you think I mean like if all those girls were ugly, I don't know that I would maintain the
0: same level of interest mm.
1: that sucks.
0: But you keep watching Breaking Bad because uh, Brian Cranston is so well, sexy. Well,
1: because it, I mean, it, Breaking Bad is sort of like a like a power fantasy fulfillment that then turns into a that turns into a train wreck. You know, right. which both of those things are fun to watch, hmm. and it's like it's appealing to just like watch dudes being badasses. I think it's probably just as appealing
0: to watch women being badasses. Yeah, I mean, like, I could watch uh, more lighthearted Oz, say. <laughs> that is about dudes in prison, and there are some people who, some dudes who don't know what's going on because they're brand new, and there are some people who've been there a long time and they know what's going on. So, like, this one is just as intriguing. And maybe a little more so because they're women and some of them are hot and some I like of them are you know, occasionally I like a prison story.
1: So, I mean, there's there's the sub... I don't know how far you got into it and I don't know how far into it this thing that I saw was. But, like,
0: the... Yeah, we're, like, five episodes But like, Russian
1: in. woman who runs the cafeteria. Like, the flashbacks to her life prior to that where she is, like, struggling to fit in with, you know, the mobsters. Like, you know, hot. what Like, not really, but, like, that kind of hot wives. Yeah. That to me was like I mean, is that is that a story that you could only tell about a woman? Like is that that when when like I yeah, don't, I don't, think I, don't so, no. I don't think so either. And 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 that's what like it's like no, that's that's like a that's just a story about insecurity. I mean, it's framed in a in a specific like it, you know, it, it is happening to women and it is maybe like the the, the sort of like minor flavor of the extrinsic motivations wouldn't make as much sense if it was a male character, I guess. But like, no, that's just a story about somebody trying to fit in and failing and then, you know, some bad shit happening to them. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, it, it's
0: it does a neat job of th- of pulling in people's backstory without being <clears throat> like exactly on the nose. Like, oh, this is a situation that relates directly to what happened when I was out of prison. But like when the lady who runs the cafeteria is trying to starve the new girl out, she flashes back to her and her husband talking about going on the master cleanse and how she made it like four days drinking lemonade. So like it tells you something about her character and something about how she's feeling. Now. Right. It's cool. I recommend it. Although, you know, the way we watch it, we watched six episodes of it and maybe could be months before we watch any more of yeah. it. It was good, though. Man, I got fucking we'll get I got The Wire
1: the- spoiled for me. on This sucked, man. I was kind of half fallen asleep while we were watching Portlandia and I saw that there was some text on the screen, but I sort of like snapped back and I'm like, I didn't read that. Whatever. And then apparently what that text was was, hey, huge fucking The Wire spoilers in this skit. So then I watched the skit, and it was, ah, I was like, fuck. I mean, that's entirely my fault. Like, they tried to warn me, you know? But, (laughs) ugh, man. Although, you know, if, like, it's one of those, like, Snape Dumbledore things, or, you know, like, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Rosebud kills Eris. Uh, Based on jokes about it as a, like, canonical spoiler... I basically yeah. could have guessed the spoiler, but then like they just drove it into the ground by adding more and more detail to it. It was like, <laughs> god damn it! Like that's ah, it's actually not okay.
0: I still think the worst mindfuck was when something awful ran there. Hey, we just got a copy of the new Harry Potter book, and we don't want to say anything about it, but Dumbledore kills Hermione. Yeah and they they went into detail like you know it's a really weird scene where he's kind of walking in the grounds at night and she's out of bed and she's not supposed to be and like to a level of detail that made me go really well fuck why would you tell me that and i was angry for like a day until i got the book and like oh they are just fucking with people because that's what they do over there. It's something awful. I don't remember what my relationship to the internet was like and
1: what my relationship to the Harry Potter series was like. I mean, I think I kind of just didn't care about Harry Potter anymore by the time the last book came out. You know, mm. it was, you know, somebody bought it. And then, I, you know, and I mean, I sat and I read the whole thing in a couple of days like you do with a Harry Potter book. But like, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, okay. That was one of those things where it was like, all right, the very best book in this series was the last one that had been written when I discovered the series.
0: It was your automatic yeah. for the people? Azkaban was your automatic now, for the people? No, um, the third one. The... Azkaban. No. Really? No.
1: Yeah. Okay. That was the time travel one? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've, although I think that actually I'm sort of wrong about it because I think the fourth, I think the Goblet of Fire had come out and I read them. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think after the first read-through, I would have said that the fourth one was my favorite, but now it's pretty obvious that the third one is the best one. Hmm. Anyway. Hey, uh, do you want to answer some Kingdom of Loathing questions from the Kingdom of Loathing video games forum thread?
0: Yes, while we
1: are young and restless. Let's get it. Ah, man, there was, the best, there was the best line in the last uh, Overthinking It podcast where uh, they were talking about the president of... Uh, the the like sort of like formative president of Nintendo having just died and talking about like how he was in his forties when Pong came out. Like, that's the amount of time that has passed since video games kinda started, which he followed up with, gather ye mushrooms while ye may
2: <laughs> which nice. I was like damn,
1: that was fucking clever. Like, um uh... All Canifier right. uh, Cannafire40 says, by the time you get around to recording this show, it is highly likely that the, that the Seal Clubber revamp will have it. Hooray, presumably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on it? Um, I I am like it. I think it's good, and I think that there are a lot of people who like it, and there are a lot of people complaining about it in the forums, and their complaints are weird, and I've been thinking about them a lot because I want to understand them, and I don't know that I have really wrapped my head around it yet it seems like like nobody almost nobody is really looking at the stuff that that I did there and saying this stuff is bad they are just, they were hoping when I said there are going to be 15 new skills, they were hoping that there were going to be 15 new skills that they could perm to make every run better from now on because that's the way that the game has, has historically worked right? right and when when it didn't work like that when you know perming perming a lot of those seal clubber skills just means that you know 9 of the 16, 9 of the 15, whatever perming any of those 9 means that you will have earlier access to those skills on future seal clubber runs um, they don't it's it's almost as though a lot of the people who are complaining in that thread feel like doing stuff that is not specifically geared towards what their view of what ascension was for and their view of the ways in which other aspects of the game played into the fundamental ascension mechanic somehow like invalidates it and I don't mm. get that because in no way with and I mean I think the noodles thing is the problem, right? The noodles thing is in the entirety of the problem because in no way other than that are you worse off than you would be if these skills if the new skills just didn't exist at all. Right? And that's that's the yeah. that's the thing that I don't understand like it's like I don't like this
0: thing so th- everything sucks. <laughs> right? It's not uh, well, I think it's the, like, this is not useful for me, and I'm going to express that by saying this is not useful at all for anyone ever.
1: But it's, but, I mean, that that I kind of anticipated, but what this seems to be is, like, this is not useful for me, therefore the entire game is going in a dangerous direction. Somebody, somebody uh. compared it to the fucking Star Wars Galaxies NGE. I never imagined, uh. I never imagined that it would go that far you know and it's like it's not gonna get any traction because if you actually sit and think about that comparison like any person with their fucking eyes open will realize how absurd that is but like um fire 40 continues what was the design process like um i took a bunch of post-it notes and i wrote there's, these are like these big post-it notes that I reserve for these. Uh, they're like 3 by 5 or 4 by 6 They're 4 by 6 post-it notes. I wrote the names of all of the Seal Clubber skills on each of them, and I put them on my whiteboard uh, arranged by level. And then I looked, and I said, Okay, well, every level I want to have at most one passive skill. So there were a few things that got shuffled around. There were... With Seal Clubbers in particular, they had a lot of skills that were just like, here's a version of this skill, and then here's another version of the same skill that's basically the same joke and just the same number with one added to it or whatever. Which was a thing, like that's, you know, the Seal Clubber skills were the very first skills that I ever designed for a video game ever, like nine years ago. And so they were kind of the weakest, I think. And you know, it's like, yeah, okay, this is pretty boring. You don't really get new shit you can do as you level up as a Seal Clubber. And a lot of the joy in leveling up in an RPG is getting new shit to do. So my goal was to like, all right, I just wanna give people a bunch of new actions to perform. And I wanted to not not do it in such a way that established like this crazy amount of power creep, right? I didn't want, like I, I was okay with adding like maybe three skills that would be valuable or at least situationally useful in an Ascension context, no matter what class you were, right? So, I mean, something that, something that people have not yet, that it has not yet occurred to them to start bitching about is that a lot of the self buffs are going to get wrapped into this like whole facial expression thing, which is just a category of mutually exclusive self buffs, because I think that something that Boris demonstrated was that having a set of mutually exclusive, powerful skills that you can use one at a time is fun, and interesting and it lets us it lets us make things really powerful without like multiplying that powerfulness by the number of things that there are, which is kind of a problem with Ascension, right? Like Ascension, when it was rolled out, was like, oh yeah, this is great. And when we thought, well, what happens when somebody just has every skill and every class plays the same? We were like, ah, eh, it won't happen for eight or nine years. And then here we are, eight or nine years later, right? And it's like, oh, well, okay. I mean, let's do something to address that. And this is that. Um, But, yeah, the design process was, like, putting up those Post-it notes, putting up a different color Post-it notes with my ideas for new skills, shuffling them around, kind of moving stuff around. Then eventually, like, writing up a, a forum post for the forum that only the dev people can see. It was like, hey, this is my proposal. And then just sitting on it for a year because I couldn't. I got really hung up on how am I going to do this? Do I have to do all of the revamps at once? And, you know, I think that by the time I get to the third or fourth one of these, I'm going to wish that I had done them all at once so that all of the fucking vitriol in the forums doesn't ruin my whole three months rather than, you know, (laughs) just ruining, like, one week. But Mm. it's... and And I'm overstating that anyway. Like, I... The reaction to this revamp in the forums is more confusing to me than it is depressing because i'm i'm trying to figure out like people who feel like this revamp is bad are just wrong and i understand that because i have i have faith that th- all of the thoughtful people who were excited about it are more correct than the gut reaction people who would probably bitch about anything anyway but i want to know why I want to understand the relationships between the things that I do and the ways in which they make people feel because that's the job, right? The job is doing things that make people feel things, right? Because we're entertainers. Right. And so I want to know like are there ways that I can present this stuff? Are there ways that I could do the same thing that would not create this feeling, right? Like could this have been done in a way that felt like it was additive for everybody and that nothing was taken away from anybody. And I mean, there is a part of me that has concluded that, like, if I had left Noodles alone until the Postamancer revamp, that the reaction would have been way better. Because then nothing was taken away now, right? But what I what I did was I was like, you know, Noodles is not going to be this simple, extremely cheap thing that everyone can rely on to trivialize combat once I get to answers. So I think the most responsible thing to do is, because I'm giving Seal Clubbers a way to sort of accomplish the same thing with a more reasonable resource cost, to just make it not work for them now instead of later, because that seems like a kinder approach. But I think that was probably the wrong thing to do. Like, given the reaction, and given given the focus on that particular aspect which was like hey here's 15 things and i'm taking one thing away from you a little bit at times Fuck you. you know yeah. and if i had been a little shittier about it people would feel better about it because i know what's coming but they don't right and if they're gonna if they're gonna right. be pissed off they might as well be pissed off all at once then Pissed off a little bit now and preaching doom and gloom, right? Uh, like it's that whole thing where I don't like the part of this job that is fucking politics. You know, it's and and, and it's. It, yeah, I remember you getting into an argument with this guy once where he was like, "You can't just, you can't just make people feel a certain way by fiat." And and I remember yeah. being on your side of that, thinking like, "Fucking yes, you can." Oh okay yeah that actually makes a lot of sense like and and then then there's just this shift right like it just becomes this like oh well this is why fucking this is why companies have pr people it's to know shit like this it's to do shit like this so that the creatives don't have to and as much as you think as much as you want to be above that you know there are it's like it's like wanting to be above staff meetings right shit Hmm got way better for us when we started doing staff meetings. And oh, like it was do, it was doing nobody any good for me to just like, no, I'm a fucking hippie. I don't want like what, what's next? Everybody's got to wear a tie except on Fridays. But like, no, no. Not everything that people you don't like do is bad, right? And and that's the 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 the, the politicking aspects of I mean, I guess this is sort of like Community management, I guess right I mean and like and maybe that's maybe that's why all the community managers I know hate their job so much like it, because it's all about just like trying to spin stuff that's like hey, you know you as a population are not necessarily gonna know what's good for you so we're gonna we're gonna take this thing that the people making this thing already decided is the way that they're gonna make it, but we're gonna spin it in a way that makes you less pissed. and I mean maybe the reason that that job is so frustrating is because it just doesn't fucking work right? with an internet crowd where it only takes three people to just shit up a thread and make it overwhelmingly negative you just can't do it
0: Yeah, I mean I think in a case like this when you have a lot of faith in your design originally and we have had a lot of people whose opinion we trust sign off on it you just kind of wait for everybody to figure it out. Yeah. I and uh, like that's not to say don't let this sting because it it always does and you you just can't yeah. stop. Yeah. I should have stayed videos. out of the
1: thread though. I mean that's that's the thing that I'm learning is that when I shouldn't like defending yourself, going on the defensive is counterproductive. Right? Because yeah. if somebody's if somebody levels a criticism against it that is factually wrong, it works better if someone else in the community comes in and responds to it then if you do right. because you're the man you know and even even people who agree with the man can't support the man and and that's you know that's a thing that I lose sight of cuz I'm like I'm all about the man you know I'm like hey the man that's a thing I can relate to um <laughs> so you know I I, I probably just should have stayed out of the thread cuz I, I don't think I, I don't think I helped Except for the times when like somebody was somebody was wrong in a way that that no one else would have any way of knowing they were wrong, just like factual inaccuracies about the way that the code works or something. But uh, not, I don't know. I feel like I didn't get like emotional in there really, but I probably just should have stayed out. Uh, Canify forty says, "Do you think that the other class revamps will be preceded by short world events? That'd be a really cool thing to do." So I asked, you know, like maybe a month ago, I asked Emily, "Hey." as a player if you were like not a seal clubber would you be annoyed if I did a thing where I gave all the seal clubbers a bunch of new skills and maybe your class was not necessarily going to get them for a month or two and she said well not if I got something out of the revamp even if I wasn't a seal clubber like if you did a little world event leading up to it Mm. and I was like that is a real good fucking idea. That is what I'm going to do. So yeah, I think that is what I will do. Um, and he says, why this shouldn't happen? You shouldn't have more than one of these. Sorry for the disappointment you're undoubtedly experiencing right now, which is the text that you get if you used if you try to use a second Abyssal Battle Plans and not just make seal medals, equip one only. Well, I didn't want you to fight that guy twice, because I didn't want you to kill the guy twice, because he had a name, right? And as part of a world event, I don't know, that's more real, then, you know, like, you can kill the boss bat twice, and he has a name. It's Far... Command. G- 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 he, he does? Yeah, Farald Command.
0: Oh, Farald Command,
1: I Yeah, that's why. So that wasn't supposed to happen, but I, uh... I don't... Remember... Oh, because I just made it a regular flag, uh... Because I didn't know at that point, like, how long those things were going to stay around. I wanted it to just be a day, and I was, like, giving people an opportunity to talk me out of that, and then nobody did. So, yeah. Hamfish says, First, I just want to say that I really enjoyed the Infernal Seal of Vision event. from what I've seen of the uh, the revamp. You guys have done a fantastic job. Well done. Next revamp, you should add a wandering monster for the event, a revampire. Ha <laughs> ha! A dude who turned into a, oh. a vampire got cured and turned again. Poor, dear, sweet revamp. Um, you know, wandering monsters are less... Three days of Wandering Monsters, probably at this point, nobody would be super pissed off about, and especially nobody would be if it was three days of Wandering Monsters that didn't take a turn to fight. Um, Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, How is it possible for me to be playing a world's smallest violin in each hand? Are dual-wielding accordion thieves just super talented musicians? No, I mean, when you say you're playing the world's smallest violin, you do that motion with one hand. So why wouldn't you be able to do it with both hands?
0: I mean, even if it's an actual physical object, it's small enough that you're holding the bow in between two fingers and resting the body of the thing on the palm of your hand, right? Oh,
1: I don't know. I never really understood... I never really understood that motion. I, n- I never thought... How violins to... Well, work. no, the, the world's smallest violin. I mean, it's just sort of rubbing your
0: fingers together. Right. There's some... Maybe a, that gesture was... Coined by someone who didn't really know how yeah, violence were and then that
1: became an idiom unto itself, irrespective of its referent. Nope. Uh in KOL, what do you think would be the most and least appetizing food slash booze? I uh the only thing that I can think of that actually kinda makes me hungry when I think about it is Jarlsberg's ultimate breakfast sandwich. Because that looks fucking huh. good. Uh,
0: least appetizing, I, um I think the least appetizing is chorizo brownies and the most appetizing is chorizo okay. brownies. Yeah. Uh in Hey, remember that uh con that we did salty slugs? <clears throat> yeah. Did we you didn't, do I one? I don't of those? remember
1: if I did or not. What was it? It was like a it was like a smoked oyster
0: in a in a shot of something. Uh, yeah, no, a uh a canned escargot In oh, okay. a shot of Ugh. gin. <laughs>
1: I think maybe yeah. I didn't do that. And that was at like that was at the LARP in the first time I went to San Francisco and sort of didn't didn't
0: really yeah. get it. I wasn't going to do it, but then uh, Mick did one and I felt that in order to keep face, I would have to do it if she was willing to. Okay. Because you know, like she's a she was a tiny little elfin sprite and uh, here I was this massive dude. I didn't feel right. like so I could she, be afraid of something that she so wasn't afraid of. So she made a little
1: of. clay cup on the end of her finger, and then put a slug in it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Hamfish says, in regards to crafted equipment being a bit weak, you could perhaps change the meat spinning spil- skills so that they, for example, added 10% damage, or 10% damage absorption, or some unique enchantments that aren't on many things, but only when you're using equipment craftable with those skills. That would give them a bit more of an edge without being overpowered, I would think. that's That's kind of a neat idea. Like, that being able to smith stuff means... You know, if items had an identity and we could make it so you were, like, better with stuff that you had Smithed yourself, that would be different. Uh, comment for Scully says, Raiden Gray, I'm way behind on episodes, but I was listening to the one where you talked about visiting the City Museum, and I wanted to echo your amazement. I've been there a number of times since I grew up not too far away, and I'm actually getting married there next year. We both have a lot of kids in our extended families and wanted a place where they could come and have a good time, and I think it's perfect for that.
0: Yeah, man. <coughs> uh, sometime before we're way too old, we should you and go me. there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now then a question
1: for Jake. Was what was behind the recent motivation and progress you made towards the class revamps? Um, you know, I think I finally sort of had the insight of how to handle it on the development side. And I was like, hey, Chris, make this thing happen for me. And then he did it like a couple hours after I asked him to, which was that there is now a different version of the skills table on dev that people can opt into to use. And we can just, I can just make the skill using the normal tools that I use to make skills. And they are only there on dev until I use this other script that sort of didn't work right, causing a little bit of last minute panic. But, but we were able to fix it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just like, all right, I just got to fucking do this. And then just deciding, you know, basically like the whole world event idea, being like, yep, you know. That's okay. That actually makes it a thing that people will look forward to the next one and not just be like, Oh, when are you fuckers going to get around to doing the next one of these? Um, yeah. Gordy says, Can it be made possible to add multiple types of items to the store? Once again, it's the one feature the new store interface lacks in comparison to the old one. Uh, I mean... It no longer has to reload the entire page every time you do one. And so I feel, like, I feel like from the point of view that I would have been coming from if I had actually written this thing, and the point of view that Chris might have been coming from, was that why would you need to do that if like hitting that submit button wasn't actually spending any sort of time or resources? But I recognize that that's not really the way that anybody else thinks about stuff like that. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how hard it would be to, to replicate the old functionality because I mean, the thing is if you if you did it, if you had if you were able to make like nine dropdowns or 11 dropdowns, select stuff and put it in there and then hit the submit button, they would just all those dropdowns would just stay there and go back to select an item. right? And I mean, I guess it's I guess it's fewer clicks. I'm not even actually certain that it's fewer clicks. At this point. But, yeah, I don't know. B.A. Takaline says, What do you think makes up the essence of KOL? To clarify, Magic the Gathering is an example. Not sure if any of you play, but follow me anyway. I don't play it much, but I follow it. Uh... One of the fascinating things about Magic is that it manages to constantly reinvent itself while also clinging to an inherent essence that, makes it, essence that makes it recognizable. Things like the five colors and the mana payment system. A Magic player from 10 years in the past wouldn't recognize any of the cards being played today, but they'd still recognize the game itself. 10 years in the future, after extensive revamps and massive amounts of added-altered content, what would need to remain the same in order to still make the game recognizable as KOL? I mean... Frames? Hmm... I don't, like, I have seen all of the modern recent revamps of quests as being way more, like, getting back to the basic core of what KOL's gameplay tropes are. You know, because stuff Mm. got weird and esoteric and sort of masturbatory as the thing started being developed with an audience in mind as opposed to just on its own. And I think that I don't know. What do you What do you think? What do you think KOL is at its core?
0: At its core, huh? Well, I mean, like the the look and feel of the text and the art is a huge part of it. And that's it for ne- me, and that's never going anywhere. For, yeah, for people who don't really take much notice of the text and the art anymore, I think it is just the. You, know, you have to have limited turns per day. You've got to have adventures that take a turn. Uh, huh. You've got combats and non-combats. Yep. Monsters whose level can be raised and lowered. Yeah,
1: see, I was going to say that as important as it is to optimal hmm. play, I think we could probably eliminate the monster level mechanic entirely. And while that would fuck up the game for a bunch of serious players, it would not... Make it not the game anymore?
0: No, I agree. That's not the, the essence like so,
1: of KOL. Like, so getting a lot of items, being really generous with item drops relative to most RPGs is a core part of what makes up KOL's soul, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. It's so weird to me that, like, the conversations that we have when we're working would sound funny to other people and they don't sound funny to us at all anymore. Like just we've got, I've gotten so used to thinking about like seal clubbers and pasta mancers as like, Oh yeah, of course that's just an RPG class. Right. Yeah. That it doesn't seem, none of it seems weird anymore, which is in itself weird. Yeah. W.O. Quine says, any more? Any new podcast you've gotten into? I think the last new podcast I got into was uh, Creighton Crowbar, which is a very good, very British video games podcast, uh, which includes Tom Francis, the guy who made Gunpoint, and who uh, we theoretically get to meet this weekend at Indiecade, or I hope we get to meet, and uh, some other British guys.
0: I mean, fairly recently, I started listening to Geeks Without God, which is neat. What's that? That sounds like an R atheism it's, uh, podcast. Yeah, it's three atheists, uh, husband and wife couple, and, uh, and a pizza dude place. who are. Yep, they're all involved in the like Minneapolis theater slash Renaissance scene, but are are all atheists and have some interesting guests on, including myself, fairly recently. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they don't talk exclusively about geekery or atheism to the point where it feels restrictive they're just kind of interesting people with an interesting take on things so that's fun and it's a half hour long so the like the commitment level makes it a lot easier to listen to a bunch of it
1: uh whack right so if i get noodles as a seal clubber, can we get a thing in macros that lets you see what class you are yes that uh is done I think that might have actually been done before this question was posted, but maybe not. Also tell me about noodles. I like pasta, but somehow I hate noodles. Is that the way they're made? The sauce? I am le connoisseur. You know, I used to really, really like spaghetti and now I don't really like spaghetti anymore. What is that? Hmm. Spaghetti's kind of like a kid's food, right?
0: I guess it doesn't there's no reason it should be a kid's food. Yeah, kids like will happily eat like some fettuccine, say, but or some angel hair pasta. But when it's the just the actual spaghetti, I think it's just because it is a it's a cheap and easy thing to make. So your parents make it for you a lot when you're a kid.
1: The weird thing about that though is that it's not really that easy. Like you, spaghetti is like a three pot meal, right? Yeah, because you gotta... Well, if it has meat, which it does if it's good, right? You sure. gotta fry the meat in a frying pan. You brown the meat in a frying pan. Then you gotta have a saucepan for the sauce. And then you gotta have a vessel for boiling the pasta.
0: Which... Yeah, or you could just have a bottle of pasta sauce.
1: But You still but you, you still have to heat it on up, there. right? I mean, like, you gotta mix the sure. meat in with it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could just be doing it wrong, but, like, spaghetti is... You know, spaghetti is, like, more of a commitment than hamburgers and corn on the cob. (laughs) You know, like, it's not actually an... I guess it's a simple thing to make, but it's not, like, super well contained, right? I mean, that's... It's pretty fast, though. Yeah, okay. Let's see, asking about the up in the drop rate on the vampire collar. Man, that stupid collar, man. Um, Tuga says, question, does bonus weapon damage apply to unarmed melee attacks? I'm pretty sure that it does not. Uh, he said, that's never been clear to me, but I like the math skills to look at the damage formula and spade it out, thanks. Yeah, I mean, to really check that, you'd have to, like, start out with, like, a super low-level dude, um, and find some zero-level equip. Uh, item that gives plus weapon damage and then some zero level equipped weapon that does a significant amount of damage and then just do a bunch of uh, research on there. Um, Luxander says, just when I thought I was done with skills, you guys throw a new net, a new set of seal clubber skills into the mix. All exciting. Thanks you. Thank you. But I imagine that eventually there will be a revamp of every class, ending with 30 or 32 if you count the trivials. Any idea when that will be done? I don't want to date. Perhaps a year? 2014? 15? 17? 23? 37? Um. I mean... I am hoping that what I am going to do and this might be this might be unrealistic but what I hope to do is in the first couple of weeks that I'm back in San Francisco which is starting on the 7th that I will do the Desert Oasis revamp and Disco Bandit revamp. And I don't think that that's crazy unrealistic. I guess we got some halloween stuff plans too that might interfere with that a little bit but uh you know i don't know it depends on how much momentum i can get back up when i land there and i don't see any reason to i would like to have the skill revamps done by the end of the year i don't know that that is realistic but it is something that i want
0: and yeah, there's less year left. Yeah, than we always. Think. In yeah. September, yeah. there always is.
1: Alfredo Boyardi. Oh, right, because the fucking content familiar too. Yeah, great.
2: Yeah.
1: Although that's, I mean, I guess November gets add up by Crimbo, and then December gets add up by, you know, the rest of Crimbo and the content familiar. But um, hmm. I'm willing to start moving the ball. On yeah, the I mean, we know what it is. is. We know what it is, now. right? And like, it's just, it's just a matter of getting these things, and, and like. You know, every year, <clears throat> every year our tools are better than they were the previous year. So it's like, you know, every year, and even to the extent that, like, every year there's more stuff that I can just say, like, all right, C. D. Moyer, just work with work with Scully and just make this happen, and then work with Riff and make this one happen, and then work with Hot Stuff and make this one happen. Like, and that's just more comprehensible and more straightforward, and that can be done in a way that doesn't like make it so I can't fix it someday when Chris is busy, right? Like, right? Yeah, it's good. We got it. We got a good thing. Alfredo Barrios says one of my favorite tropes in video games, usually found in side-scrolling spaceship games from the '90s, was that when you were on a mission against a giant mothership that was part background, part enemy, with turrets sticking out or little fighters flying around, stuff like that. Coolest part about that was that you could damage the mothership throughout the level. And by the time you reached the end, the whole the whole ship was a smoking, explosion-laden boss fight of epic awesomeness. Man, that was the thing that was so awesome about like Contra Three or Super Contra or whatever the arcade. The first art, like kind of sixteen bit arcade contra was, it was so good. The boss of the first level that had just like different armor plates that you could blow off of it. it was so so great. Mm-hmm. Do you guys enjoy games like this? Fuck yeah. Ever thought of somehow incorporating that trope into KOL? I can see how this could be adapted to a pirate ship mission or something like that, or perhaps just creating a zone that you could destroy as you adventure through it. Thoughts Yeah, that's neat. Like doing a container document that like showed the wreckage of your progress as you made it through it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, F says, "Longest and shortest thing you've written in game or outside of game." Don't say hi. I mean, I've print, you know uh, written like haikus for Asymmetric.net back in the day. Probably the longest single thing I ever wrote was the one Comic-Con Choose Your Own Adventure that I wrote all of. That was mm-hmm. what? What do we do on those like ten th- ten ten thousand ten words? Ten thousand I'm words. Sorry, shot. Yeah. So probably yeah. ten thousand words.
0: I had a. I have a couple of short stories that are in the 20 to 30 page range. Which is probably around like 15,000 words, maybe. Nothing that I would ever show anybody ever. This is the thing about writing, is that the things that you wrote two or three years ago even are ridiculous. And the things that you wrote eight years ago are horrible. But I mean, that's... I mean, like, looking at my master's thesis... It's just like, why did I think anybody would want to read about any of this Even shit they gave ever? you a master's.
1: <laughs> right? I mean, it's a...
0: Yeah, I mean, at that point, it, it was the most important shit going on in my life. So, that's what I did. But now it's I just keep forgetting that you it. have a master's.
1: Why are you... Yes. You keep forgetting yeah, why to are call you- me master's. Yeah, why do I, I not requested. bow to you as my master as a result of that?
0: I mean, if someone has a doctorate, you mm-hmm. call them doctor.
1: Usually as a joke. It's getting to the point where yeah. I have a bunch of friends with doctorates, and I like it's it's yeah, it still seems like a joke. Question for Jick says Fred Frederick the new Seal Clubber combat skills appear to not have Bandersnatch synergy, and entangling noodles appears to still generate a few rounds of stun with Bander on a Seal Clubber. Is this intentional? Will this be fixed? no, it wasn't. And I I don't know what PHP does if you add like two to an unset variable. I wouldn't have thought that that would have actually worked that way, but apparently it did. But I, I fixed it before this question was even posted. Um, I don't. People are talking about the bandersnatch. I don't want to commit us to having to write bandersnatch interactions with every future skill. Right? Like, was it did we we did it with all the guild skills, and we we're like, you know what? We're not gonna. We're not gonna do this with like the Spooky Raven skills. We're not gonna do this with Crimbo skills and stuff. And it, the reason that we decided not to do that, the reason that I decided not to do that was because I didn't wanna bi- bind us to having a thing that we had to do every time we added a new skill. And the fact that we, these new skills that we've added are the category of skills that the Bandersnatch already interacted with, it's kind of immaterial because the, you know, the spirit of that law was, no, the Bandersnatch is what it is at release and that is what it is because, you know, we can't add yet another thing that just multiplies the work that we have to do in the future. Uh, Mellon says, when you eventually get around to revamping the accordion thief skills, will you ever decide that it's time to give them uh, something other than just songs? Songs are cool, but I think the class would benefit from having something to actually do. I love accordion thieves, but they're not really the most exciting class to play, in all honesty. Each level skills being one song and one other thing could work well. Yeah." Um, Also, he says, do you think it would even be possible for you to make 30 songs that were at all useful, given the three-song limit? No, probably not. That is going to be the most challenging, like, because it is such a blank page, so there is the the design intimidation of having no idea of how this fucking thing is supposed... Like, you know, people have pointed out, like, Accordion Thieves don't have a Hobopolis outfit. And it's because those outfits were, like, meant to cater to a particular play style in Aftercore, and Accordion Thieves don't have a play style. So, the Accordion Thief revamp is going to be figuring out, and it's basically just, like, making a new class, which is which is both an exciting opportunity and a really intimidating task. You know? hmm like, I feel like that's gonna be the one that I am gonna, like, post a thread saying, hey, guys, what do you all think this should be like? As opposed to just, like, deciding what it's gonna be like and saying, hey, guys, write this for me. Um. RNG He Ate Me says, any chance of retrofitting a Fury mechanic onto the Nemesis outfit for the Seal Clubbers? Yeah, you know, a lot of that Nemesis stuff... uh if it were being made now, it would interact with the new stuff that happens with the classes, and we'll see. This one didn't require anything to be changed. I'm guessing the Disco Bandit one will require some changes to those skills and, like, the Pastamancer one, maybe. Um, Blico says, One thing I was wondering about the revamp, why are we still buying skills with the common classes? Boris, Jarl, Zombie, I'll let you just get skills by leveling. Now that Seal Clubber has multiple skills per level, does the meat cost really force strategic choices any better than limited skill points? Um... You know that's a, that's an interesting question. Like World of Warcraft now, you just get your new skills when you level up, and I kind of don't like it. Like I get that they don't. Hmm. You level so fast that they don't want you like running back to town every time you level, because that they don't want you running anywhere anymore. Because everybody was like, "Oh, running is boring." This is different than that, because it doesn't actually take any time. It just takes some resources as you're playing, and it's like, you know, we made all the skills cheaper, so if there's a skill you don't want, you have more options now to not buy it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Do you... You've never really played an MMO, seriously. No. I mean, do you, like, do you, like, ideally, like, I feel like in my perfect game, every skill would have a quest that you had to go on to learn how to use that skill and that's how mm. you would get a skill. And I realize that that's really cumbersome from from a design and, and content development perspective and probably also from a player perspective.
0: Yeah, I'm perfectly okay with the NPC shop for buying skills. I think we have enough things in the game that you play and unlock by playing that it's just something to spend your meat on yeah I mean it is a real
1: IP. it is a really significant meat sink like just kingdom wide because it is a thing that you definitely want you you know you have to buy it once and then it's just sinking MP from then on but like you know I think it's fine the way that it is. I think that the fact that modern MMOs have moved away from it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad idea because modern MMOs do things that are based on time convenience and because of the way that KOL works, it's not like we need to do away with these time sinks, right? Because it doesn't, like real world time is not the currency that you're spending primarily. It's adventures which are fixed cost convertible into other resources so having the skills cost meet is just makes them part of the resource management game uh, Dew says hey guys kudos on the seal club revamp haven't tried it yet but I've read a bit about the new skills and they sound really awesome and I'm looking forward to embracing the fury of my northern ancestors and protecting the kingdom from the scourge of seals with not but my trusty club any idea for what's next on the revamp train level 11 another class revamp uh, yeah probably disco bandit and desert oasis are next dodgson says was the northern explosion skill created in response to the file change or was its conception completely independent no it was conceived of way before the file change was like i mean okay that's not true i had intended to change files for years and dreadsylvania was a mechanical context in which to do it um but no i just thought it was fun like, that, this was one of those things where it was like, well, this is probably not going to be very important, but it will be fun. It will be fun for them to have, like, oh, it's just like a version of this other skill, which it's just lunging thrust smack, only it does all cold damage. And that seems fun to me. Um, Deus Ex Magnus says, any chance you could add an additional five skills so that's a nice even 37? There's already, uh, yeah, it's 32. 30- yeah. I think we have plenty of that. Uh, let's see. Chipmunk Dje says, "I like the general direction of the Seal Club revamp, and I'm excited to see further revamps so to the other classes." Do you have in mind the next class you would want to do? Say TT maybe to finish the muscle classes. No, as Disco Bandit, and then probably figuring out how buffs are going to work in the future, mostly on the back end. Like they're they're not they're not going to change fundamentally from you guys' perspective. Uh, yeah, I think Disco Bandit, and then probably the Mist classes, and then you know Turtle Tamer, Recording Thief. I don't know. I've got ideas for Turtle Tamer, but not necessarily for Accordion Thief. Who the fuck knows, man? Mr. Nee says, Mr. Skulled, on your Kickstarter page, you commented about coming up with something that non U.S. backers of your comic could get issue for without being screwed over for postage costs. Is this offer still available?
0: Yes, it is. I think I've responded to everybody who wrote on that page now, but uh, I'm just going to grab another small, like, you know, 20 issues from Kablam directly. And can mail you them ship to them
1: internationally cheaper than Kablam does?
0: Yeah, they charge $25 for shipping a comic book, which <clears throat> makes sense for a package, but for something that can go in a flat envelope it costs about 6 Wow, really? Huh. Yeah. So, like, it, I kind of took a leap of faith the last time. It just had people give me $12 for international stuff and it ended up that was just about right.
1: I mean, I know that so. a lot of our cost is just the time and like filling out customs forms. Like, that's
0: the... Oh, you don't have to fill out customs forms for either. Oh. No, that, that's the thing. When it's flat and it's print matter, it can go airmail and without oh, customs forms. Yeah. So, it's it was identical to sending something in the country. Unless I got the one guy at the post office who didn't right. know that... It's like the first time I went it was super quick and easy the second time I spent like 20 minutes convincing the guy like oh, I don't think we do it this way well this is the way that they have always done it and I've sent out 80 of these and they've all got there so just well, that's let's what let it run. you're not
1: allowed to fire anybody
0: yeah go- those government jobs I'm a taxpayer. I pay his salary. Uh,
1: likewise, once the last issue has been released, will you be writing the prequel about how Jill's mum came to no longer be around, or how the Seal Clubber character whose name I forgot broke his club, etc.? Mm-hmm.
0: I think I'm going to cover all of that in issue six, like as much of it as oh, I yeah? need to. Wait, isn't isn't yeah. it already written? I don't know. They, it, issue oh. six is not done. No, but it it's it's written out, like okay. it's plotted. So I think I'm going to hit all of that that I need to. I mean, I wish that this series had been more popular because it would make me feel better about writing the next yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, I
1: think it's just that the it's it's pitched to a subset of a diminishing audience, right? Like, we think of KOL as like being a big deal because it's our lives, but it's not a market for something that traditionally needs, like, a mass media market size, you know?
0: Well, I figured, like, 1,200 people are going to read the first one. And, of course, they're all going to want to read the second one. And they're going to tell more people about it. And maybe it will be accessible to people who don't give a shit about Kingdom of Loathing. We'll see.
1: I mean, it would be. It would be it, you know, well, it kind of wasn't. It would wasn't. be if there was any way to get it in front of them. But, like, that is not what we're any good at.
0: You know? And... Uh, so I'm like I'm happy with, a couple hundred people are reading each of these, and that's really nice, and it makes me feel good, and I like that people are reading these, but it's it doesn't make me think that I should write another yeah. arc of it. Like I don't think that's the best use of anybody's time. We'll you see. Know, like, it's, just,
1: it's just weird. Like after, after Kickstarter, issue, Kickstarter gets people more excited about like. It's more exciting to participate in a thing than it is to consume a thing, right? And so, like something I mean, that gets kickstarted yeah, is just I, going to get more goodwill, and everybody's like happy about it, right? It's not—it's not like it's fake. It's not like there's anything wrong with it. It's just that like it's more exciting to say like I'm going to give five bucks to get this thing off the ground than it is to say I'm going to give five bucks to get this comic book.
0: <laughs> you know, it just becomes a yeah. transaction. And like there are ones that I have pledged that. I haven't ever gotten my rewards. And you just kind of don't. And, care. you know, just like through missing an email or something, and like, well, I didn't get my ebook of the comic book Bill Corbett wrote, but I'm glad that yeah, Bill Corbett no, exactly. wrote a comic I mean, book. It was and just I wish I a different thing. Then. I mean, there are people who every time I announce a new issue go, oh, yeah, one of these days I should yeah. get number two. And I go, or I'm just going to wait for the trade paperback, which is like, if not enough people buy the individual issues. Why would we make a trade paperback? I still, though, after six is done, I will probably do a Kickstarter for a trade paperback of one through six with an additional like 10 pages of story about Ritalin that Doug and I are going to develop and uh, like a gallery of fan art, probably with some of the calendar people. So just, like, adding enough stuff in that I feel like if you already had all six of them, you would want yeah. to get it anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: And who knows, you know, if 5,000 people really dig that, then we'll we'll think about the next one. But as it is now, like, I'm super glad that this happened, and it's one of the, th- the things I am proudest of, like... As far as just my creative, yeah. Achievement. I mean,
1: I, I worry. I worry that,
0: but and I'm not eager to do it there again. Were,
1: there were parts of this whole thing that kind of soured you on it, and I didn't want. I, you know I didn't want that to happen because it's you know it's a good thing. Hmm. It's like it. You, yeah. you know, the market is vicious. <laughs> you know, and and it's like it's easy to it's easy to think that like because we've been successful that with this one thing that it's like oh yeah of course like we know how this works but like I don't think we do you know. I think we got, we got lucky and then we worked real hard and that's how we got what we got. And no matter how hard we work on a second thing, if we don't get lucky, it's not going to strike twice.
0: And just thinking of people's enthusiasm transferring. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. Yep. Here's another thing even if people are enthusiastic about kingdom they might not be enthusiastic about it. yeah comic which book. i mean
1: i wonder if that's why like the, you find so many dudes who it's like all right well here's my project and then I, my second project is something completely different and then my third project is oh fuck a sequel to my first project you know right. like okay that's why that happens
0: but, yeah, thanks for the comment. Mr. Nee
1: work. says, regarding the, or reading the general moaning from individuals about the Seal Club or revamp, I bet in six months, once people have worked out the new techniques and workarounds, people will no longer be moaning about the revamp. On the other hand, I suspect they'll be complaining about the Accordion Thief update instead. Speaking of which, when uh-huh. updating the Accordion Thief, could we have a combat skill actually added to their skill set? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They will get some way of moving around and doing shit. Maybe even stealing some accordions. Imagine that. Jesus. Um... Nightval says Are either of you reading Or planning on reading Or already finished Doctor Sleep Jick's favorite character From the first book Makes a triumphant return I'm assuming you mean The corpse lady in the bathtub Uh, At which point I am no longer interested Speaking of which Scully
0: you guys should do A literature episode For Horror Show Hot Talk You know you want to Man are we ever Not reading three (laughs) books In a week Uh, Actually I'm gonna pick up Doctor Sleep As soon as I finish Nosferatu Which is the The new book By Stephen King's son Oh yeah Joe Hill Because he is every bit as good as King was in the like eighties nineties. Yeah, that that kid can write. It's good. He's probably older than I am.
2: (laughs) But he's Stephen King's King's kid, you know, he's a fucking
0: kid. He started writing under Joe Hill Mm. because he didn't want to be known as Stephen King's son. Even though every review of his work says like, by the way, He's like like Stephen King. Like Jacob Dillon. He recorded under yeah, like He's like flowers. Jacob <laughs> Uh
1: John Anon says, How long until the next class revamped? Ah, a couple weeks. Three weeks. Fuck. I don't know. If you get a saucer, please, please, please give them way to deal stench damage that isn't Kaysa Sosa storm. Yes? Nah, probably not. That's a weird thing. Like, the reason that you like that is because it's weird. Right? Like, because it's outside of their normal ability to do stuff. Sauce doesn't stink. Sauce is hot or cold, and that's it melon says why are units of fury called gallons of fury and not forum posts of fury hello Uh, let's see yeah and then uh, the erosion seeker points out there was no hobopolis outfit specifically geared towards accordion thieves how do you feel about that well it's because accordion thieves don't really have a soul they're like gingers or women or girl gingers Explore, if it says, like, during the level 6 fire quest, I would start from the top, then left to right. Then I, That is, I go neck, heart, elbow. The sidebar quest log displays the locations in alphabetical order, which frustrates me more than it should. Would you consider moving the locations of the cop's <laughs> locations, elbow to top, neck to bottom right? Well, no, because the neck needs to be on top. They're, they're in body right. order. They're in body order. <laughs> body order. Uh, Jick, what is your favorite? I've been meaning to talk to you about your body uh, order. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, I'm excited to try Seal Clubbing Post-Event, but I found the incursion non-inclusive to lower levels. Having just ascended with my accounts, I got one CLI on a multi, but nothing else. Being unable to kill any number of official seals in Hardcore Age of Joris, uh, I feel the event lacked inclusivity compared to other events. Normally scheduled holidays with scaling monsters, non-combat based holidays, scaling Kurbo monsters, etc. Um, yeah, I mean they were just monsters of varying levels of strength. None of them were super hard. But yeah, I mean, I can see how somebody who was unexpectedly stuck in a hardcore run where they weren't necessarily super familiar with the tools that were available to them, that that would become an issue. I will will endeavor to make the future revamp ones more of a thing that everybody can get to. And I don't necessarily want them to last longer, which is mainly the problem that people had with it. Like the whole thing with the Seal Clubber event was I wanted this to be just like fast and simple and it was fast and simple and it was like alright we're just doing this as opposed to like ones in the past where I've been like "Ah, I'll just do a little thing and then figure out what to do next and then figure out to do what next and then it drags and disappoints everybody you know or just is you know, like I just wanted this whole thing to be done before it popped out Chick, what is your favorite flavor of donut or favorite type of donut fucking grocery store simple ass glazed donut Hmm. Scully what's your favorite ice cream flavor
0: there was a thing that I had once that I can't find again. That was great. It was like a like a vanilla ice cream with a chocolate ribbon and little chocolate bunny rabbits in it that were full of raspberry goo. Huh. Christ, that, seems that was good.
1: Complicated.
0: Yeah. There was also the simple uh, Ben and Jerry's flavor long ago that was like. It was a, some play on Pulp Fiction was the name, and it was an orange liqueur and chocolate ice cream, and I would probably still just be eating nothing but that today <laughs> if they still made it. What's your, what's your, let's answer each other's questions. What's your favorite kind of donut?
2: <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> I like a, an apple fritter. As a general really? Rule. Weird. Yeah. One of those the, the giant That's doughy, like, a, that's doughy, like yeah,
1: if you had it. said, like, a cheese danish. Like, that doesn't even count as a donut.
0: I kind of like yeah, a cheese Danish too. It's not a too. donut. I don't know. Okay. I like it, you know, just yeah. All right, give, give me a jelly then with the little uh with sugar on kind of crusted on it. I also it so like, like really, a uh you know, I don't like any of that maple shit.
1: Uh I like no. a I like a custard filled donut more than I like a jelly donut. Like the jelly is just like okay. It's like just sweet for its own sake, you know. It's like I don't want to eat that much jelly
0: heaven forfend. Yeah, would you say that you're not <laughs> ready
1: I would um, Okay. let's see Cheese Cookie says speaking of which if the 23rd filing was politicians what kind of paste would they stomp into and what would it do uh, it would lie I mean it would probably just be politician paste because I feel like we didn't really make a lot of jokes about yeah. that
0: uh, what it would do is as little as possible am I
1: right I mean, is he right? Hey, guys, says Vernatio. I really enjoyed the Seal Clubber revamp. It makes me feel that by playing as a Seal Clubber, I'm getting an experience that I can't get anywhere else, which is sweet. Is that what you were going for? Fuck yeah. Also, my buddy wanted to know, but can't ask due to not having a forum account. What was it like living and working with some of your best buddies? Uh, Pretty sweet. There's not really a lot of downside. He also wants to know what was the most difficult decision that you've had to make in regards to the kingdom. I mean, I think that probably the thing that I agonized over the most was how to deal with Black Sunday, whether to like roll back, take stuff away from people or what, you know. Lastly, and please don't take this the wrong way, it isn't meant as an attack. No, believe me, man. Uh, Why is the forum account creation so obtuse? I've never seen another forum where you had to put so much work into creating an account. For whatever fucking reason, we have become such a target for spam bots that if we make it at all comprehensible to make an account, we just have to have, like, five people spending all of their time pruning out spam posts. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, we got on some kind of list somewhere, and we just can't. Like, there's no way around it. There's no way to avoid that crap. Mm. It sucks, it's awful. I know, it, it is like, you know, it's really bad for the company, I think, to be so hostile to the further development of the community and the forums. There just isn't a solution. Everything we try, it's immediately just busted by these fucking spammers. It sucks.
0: Are they bots or are they Mechanical Turk people? Or
1: So we're... They're, they're, yeah, they're like... I think that a lot of it is the Mechanical Turk thing where it's like, you know, they, they will pay somebody in some third world country who speaks English one cent to bust these things. What I really wish... What I really wish is that there was some sort of unified infrastructure for just saying, click here to spend 50 cents to register for these forums... Because then that would just do away with all of it. Because no spammer is going to spend 50 cents to post some shit to the forums. Because it's not going to make them 50 cents. 50 cents is not a big deal unless you have to, like, go to PayPal and type in your credit card number for it. In which case it is a big deal. If there was just some generalized internet currency that we could charge people.
0: I don't know anything about Bitcoin. Sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, me neither. There is no spam on Metafilter. It costs $5 to post on Metafilter. There is no fucking spam on Something Awful. It costs $10 to have a Something Awful account. I but honestly I don't think we can get that away with
0: we could with do that. 50 cents on PayPal because for me paying anything on PayPal is as painless to me as just handing somebody a quarter. Yeah. Is it really? I can. Most of the time you can just sign in on the website and just kind of click over and off you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: You know, the the, the alternative is you can make an account, but you can't post unless you give us 50 cents or send us a message asking Mm. for permission to post as a human. Right. And then we just curate it that way yeah i don't know man we talk about this every once in a while and then we fucking try to come up with our own captchas and then somebody links us to an article about having to come up with your own captcha is like worse because it it's like feeding additional data to yeah, the Jesus. enemy ais <laughs> like you know yeah yeah just fuck man it's it's aggravating it's aggravating you know it's like we talk on video games hot dog about it because video games hot dog has an audience outside the kol audience we're like yeah come to the forums only yeah fuck don't maybe cuz that's embarrassing <laughs> fuck this nonsense
0: we're thinking about it anyway
1: i got this real has been real bad been quite the show Cullett. we actually and, uh, hit uh,
0: we're so close yeah. to uh, two solid hours
1: well we could just put in uh, we could put in 2 minutes of like saying niagara yeah. falls ambient noise
0: or 2 minutes of me pouring water from one glass into another although you i don't, don't have even glass. have a single glass To start off (laughs) the pouring. I don't. So you can just pour it like on your hand or something. Oh, that's all right. Well, we have like a minute and a half. So why don't you guys do the Jeopardy theme three times at the end of this? And that'll be 10 dozen minutes. And I'm Mr. Skullhead. And I'm leaving. I'm Chick. And I'm already gone.